Hello and welcome to The Swite Show. I'm your host, Mike White, aka Swite, and this is a podcast where we talk about problems and situations that people like us, college students, and young adults in our early 20s face on a daily basis. This song is a jam. It's called Fallen by Campbell Moon. It's on Spotify, Apple Music. Check it out, guys, right now. And we want more songs to share with you guys, so please send your songs into the the Swite Show podcast at gmail.com. We love to support people chasing and pursuing their careers. That's what we're doing here at The Swite Show. Guys, keep sending in your emails. They're funny as hell. We love them. Stories, questions, jokes, send them all in at The Swite Show podcast at gmail.com. And I want to appreciate people that have been listening to the podcast. It literally makes my heart melt. I love the people that have been showing appreciation. Margo Malik, Yasmin Bazir, Caroline Ellis, you guys have been so nice and kind. Thank you for listening to the show. And guys, go ahead and check us out on social media, Instagram, Snapchat, when you name it, we got it, TikTok, all that good stuff, at The Swite Show on all platforms. And you can listen to this podcast on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Like some of our videos. We also are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything that you get your stuff on, Google Play, you name it, we got it. And today... I have a very, very special guest. She is a rising social media influencer and a upcoming fashion icon, and I turns out to be a really good friend. So I'm super excited to have you, Summer Rachel Warren, on the show. Hello, everyone. How are we? Maybe Guys, we are in Miami. Miami, bitch! We are in Miami, Florida, and... It's, this is your first time coming here. It's my first time. Yeah, first timer. I've yeah. been to Florida, but this is my first time in Miami. This is your first time in Miami. Yeah, me too. Um, first thing, guys, I come off the plane. The first thing I see, big butts, biker shorts, and Balenciaga. Like, am I not wrong? Like, That's the same thing I saw too. Like, exactly. I get off the plane, like, this lady's literally wearing the Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks, like a s- giant sweater, just Balenciaga all over, like her exactly. bag, like everything designer, like Louis suitcase, like the whole thing. Yes, and then biker shorts. Like, like they're meant for biking, but I get it. That's like a fashion thing now, but damn, mm-hmm. like, everyone's doing it. I like biker shorts. You like biker shorts? I love them, yeah. They're comfortable. Are they? So, I mean, for me, yeah. But I feel like someone else's regular comfy for me is like pajamas. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I feel like girls in Texas love wearing the big t shirts and then like Nike Nike shorts shorts. and then like chacos. But like for me, like I'm like, I'm so comfortable right now and I'm wearing like, um, so social media influencing is actually something that you're seeing a lot of brands work toward everyone's partnering with people that are social media influencing and you're basically an influencer what do you see the future of this market of getting people to influence a product i think it's quickly growing and i think a lot of people are noticing it a lot more and gen z their generation makes a huge majority of their purchases through influencers and recommendations of them. So I think brands are starting to catch on and realizing, okay, this is a market we need to jump on. We need to start a budget and get some influencers to start wearing our clothes because they're seeing a lot of sales and money through just one, even micro influencing. That's really, really big industry. Micro influencing. What's that? So when it comes to influencers, there's, um, micro, micro, and then there's micro and macro. And then there's like, macro micro macro micro (laughs) there's like levels to this shit there's levels to this shit like obviously like kylie jenner and like kim kardashian are probably the biggest influencers um like they have insane reach and like they have millions of followers because you know they're celebrities but then um me as a micro like micro influencer don't don't love yourself (laughs) you're not you're, you're micro macro Okay. No, macro is like right when you hit like 50k. That's considered like my That's macro. I'm macro? pretty sure. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, I I might be remembering it wrong, but um, micro is usually college girls that are like in sororities. Uh, okay, they yeah. have really good reach because they have good relationships. Like they have followers that actually right. know them and trust them. So that's why these are interested like the- by a guy who had some type of creativity uh, displayed on his Instagram. You're like, okay, okay schedule so post tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Aesthetic I, post of the beach. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to post like eight beach pictures in a row. 
And like, I'm just gonna be like, hey, uh, Summer, I don't know if you've seen my last post, but. Be sure to check it out, give it a like. You are an entrepreneur. Like you be yes, doing sir. that stuff. And like, what kind of got you in that mindset to be an entrepreneur? Um, so when I was younger, I started my own little stuffed animal business because I was really obsessed with these stuffed animals called ugly dolls. Ugly and dolls. Yeah. Um, I had a ton of them, but they're really expensive. They're like $40 for these stuffed animals. And so I was like, I could easily make those because my grandpa taught me when I was younger. How old are you right now at this age? I was in, I think I was in, uh, sixth grade. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sixth grade. And my grandpa taught me how to sew with like a basic sewing kit, not a sewing machine, um, just how to sew. And, uh, so I went and bought the supplies, went to Hobby Lobby. I like looked online, like looked on how to make a stuffed animal just bought the stuffing and like buttons and like some fabric and I made a bunch of stuffed animals and like I would bring some to school and <laughs> I'd just show my friends and then I'd like start taking like like orders. And you, you have an underground animals. Stuffed animal stuffed business. Stuffed animal business. Yeah. Like your teachers are like, hey, you can't do that. And you're like, she's on the down line. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. You're just running this em- this gang this empire. empire yeah. <laughs> stuffed animals. That's really cool. But that's like kind of shows the creativity you had since as a child, mm-hmm. which is something that I believe is really involved with fashion, right? Of course. Yeah. I think... I think, um, I think differently when it comes to stuff, I always, you know, I'm always like, I could do that, Uh, you know? And like the difference, I feel like a lot of people think that as well. Like they see a painting and they're like, Oh, like I could have done that. Uh, The difference is you didn't, Mm -hmm. but if you have that mindset, like I can do it, I'm going to go out and do it. Then you know, like you can actually make a business out of it. I think that's super convicting with people. Like if you could just imagine yourself doing it and then you actually do it. I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I think that also boils down to manifestation, like writing down manifestation. your Manifestation. Yeah. This is a big thing like on TikTok right now. Talk, tell yeah. me about manifestation. So manifestation is really huge on TikTok right now, but this has been a part of my life since last summer before it was even popular on TikTok. So I think it's really interesting that people are just now like starting to understand how to do it. And I'm so glad because Um, it's basically where you write down your goals, um, and everything, uh, all the steps that you need to do to actually turn them into a reality because I've literally seen it like in my own life, writing down the things that I want and my like goals that I want to accomplish have actually happened because I wrote them down every single morning. So you, have, you have magic powers. I'm basically a witch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I'm saying. The Salem, t- oh, this, this reminds me of the Salem trials. Like whenever like a girl, I guess would do something that would upset people back then. Like all you have to go is witch. Right. Which burner at the stake. Yeah, you would have been burned back then. Oh no, that's not good. One hundred percent. But like speaking about some of the goals that you have, like what else do you want to manifest? Like what are some of the things you want to? Like what's your ultimate goal? Ultimate goal. So in my journal, I write um, ultimately to be successful, which uh, I think someone who's su- successful is they're happy. That's the ultimate goal. Of course, I care a lot about my mental health. Um, but business wise is to be CEO of my own company, um, whether that's social media based or, um, a clothing label. Uh, um, that's always been a dream of mine when I was young, like tearing up clothes and like sewing them into new outfits and like pissing off my mom, you know, <laughs> cutting up new clothes she just bought me. But, um, I think that was always my dream. I just didn't know exactly what it was at the time, but now like I, I would love to see my name on a label and like girls wearing my clothes. Summer awesome. Rachel Warren on the Swite Show Swarren. All right. But that's I think, really cool. I think it has a good name to it. Summer Rachel Warren. It's actually 666. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> She's definitely a witch. Isn't that kind of a weird coincidence? I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Burn me at the stake. <laughs> That's just going to be one of your taglines for your label. Burn me at the stake. Which apparel? 666 and like tiny little letters. Oh, now we're cursed. Yeah, but that's always been my goal is to have my own clothing label. Um, I want to have multiple businesses. Okay, so Um, multiple streams of revenue. I like it. Yeah, I think that's also the 
the best way to be successful is to have multiple streams of business, not just one, um, money coming from everywhere. And I also have so many passions. I've worn so many hats my whole life. I've mm. always had a job. I've always been, I've always had two jobs probably, um, not probably. I've always had two jobs going on either on social media or at a boutique, like working retail uh, or even bartending my last year at school. I just oh, wow. want to do it all. Busy, 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 busy. And always. speaking of like more things that you do, like style me some is like something that you created where like you style other people, correct? Yes. So style me some on Instagram, follow me. It is a styling service. So basically I'll be your uh, personal stylist um, and you just purchase my service. I offer advice, inspiration. I'll give you links to websites and like they're categorized by event and occasion, you know, you, you give me like a, you fill out this little quiz, you tell me, you know, where you're going, what size you are, what style you are, like what exactly you're looking for. Mm. Um, and there's like, there's going to be like three different types of plans. Like you just need basic, like I need just one outfit, two outfits for a trip, or I need to, um, spice up my wardrobe. So here are some fun, like five outfits that you can throw in and to change it up. Or, um, there's like the ultimate plan where it's like, I basically revamp your whole closet and give you a whole new look really depends. Okay. That's cool. So it's almost like you, you also help people find their identity within their style. Mm -hmm. So how do you, what's your advice for people that want to find like what style represents them best? Like what do you say is the best way to figure out who you are within your clothes and everything, how you pick up yourself. So I really like to look up to music artists when it comes to fashion, because they, they always have different phases in their styles. Okay. And whenever I hear them in interviews, they always have an artist or like a fashion icon that they look up to. Um, and like one of uh, a few big ones, like Cher, like she's just a fashion icon. Okay. Like she's always killed red carpet looks. Um, and like, she's looked up to by tons of other stars with great fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would just recommend finding one person. It doesn't really matter whether they're famous or not. Just find one person that if you genuinely like their style, like you love what they wear and you can see yourself wearing it and it kind of reflects who you are. Um, you should just kind of use them as a blueprint and use them as inspiration. Yeah. Um, I use Haley Bieber and Emily Ratajkowski and Bella Hadid. I'm gonna call her Haley Baldwin because I still haven't <laughs> really made it terms that she's with Justin Bieber. Same. Damn. I almost had it. Her and Kaya Gerber. I'm so Kaya Gerber. Yeah, almost. Really? Almost. Maybe almost. still. I mean, you're nothing like Pete Davidson, but maybe maybe you have a chance. Okay. <laughs> I like to hear that. And I th these things you're saying are super interesting. Like fashion world, I never would, I never understood it. I never even put any thought into it. But that's why we have people like Summer, people like Katie Kelly, and the other people we're going to have on the show. So we could just see all the different aspects of life and career paths. It's just really cool. Mm -hmm. But I do want to talk about this. So you are a Filipino woman, correct? Yes. Okay. So half, what's more half about Filipino, half white. So my father's, um, he grew up in California. Um, and my, my mother is from the Philippines and she immigrated here when she was really young, uh, mm -hmm. to San Diego. And, um, my parents met in the military. So, um, I come from a long line of military, um, my mom served in the army for 27 years wow. mm -hmm. and she's a lieutenant. She was a lieutenant colonel. She just retired. So she's been, um, like a huge inspiration in my life. Um, she's very independent. Claps up for Miss Warren. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cece, for your service. We love mm -hmm. you. Um, but that's, that's something that I really look up to her for is being a strong, like single mother okay. who is Asian and in the army, it's not very common for female to move that far up in the army. Wow. Uh, it's a male dominated, uh, what's that called? Industry. In, is the army an industry? Fields. Field. Yeah, no, it's a male dominated field. So it's, it was a big deal for her to make that accomplishment. I'm so proud of her for doing so. Um, but on the way she's definitely dealt with the struggle of one being a female and then also being Asian, like she's received okay. a lot of discrimination and even me growing up, like I have always 
like I've always been the butt of a joke, like being like Asian. Like wow. it was always like, oh, like what are you like Chinese? Like what? Like it was always like, like kids would like pull their eyes, you know, and squint, wow. or like it would always be expected that I was super smart. Like Asians, like the stereotype is like they're super smart, really bad drivers, you know, like like people would always like mock an Asian accent to me, stuff mm. like that. And it makes you feel so bad because well, you're yeah, like, I bet that's crazy. And it's almost like all these stereotypes that people say on a day-to-day basis that aren't, they think are not very hurtful. It's just, you know, jokes, but it's almost generalized and normalized. And so I've, you've faced that growing up. Mm-hmm. It's normalized in, um, pop culture. Like there's like not really that many famous Asian American mm actors at all like I mean I don't know that many like Asian icons I they I've heard like actors talk about their struggles like they don't get lead roles or anything solely because they're Asian and people want to see a white person on screen and obviously that's an issue for um, African Americans too and I feel like they're breaking through but that's a struggle also all races really are all struggling clearly but um, I think that's just why that's was like a a popular joke when I was growing up because I feel like Asians are just made fun of in media. Like it's always just about them being Asian and nothing else. Like they can't be anything more than that. And that's all you see. So, um, I, what's your advice to maybe some other people that are experiencing or, or are, or were experiencing the same things that you have, you have gone through like to Filipino women or get young Asian women, men, like what's, what would you give, to encourage them. I mean, first of all, call them out. Like if anyone's being racist to any race, like they should be called out. And I think that's why like, this is a great time for everyone to be using their platforms. And I'm so glad people are speaking up for like black lives matter because like, it's something that needs to be talked about. Like it's bullshit that this has been going on for so long in America. And I think like cross racial solidarity has just been woven into what Uh, we believe in. And it's, it's so sad. Like, and I think this next generation, like we're taking over, like this is the great awakening for us. Like we're realizing like this cannot just pass us by anymore. Like we're all human. Like we don't see anything past that. Like we should all be equal to each other. I think calling them out and not like boiling yourself down to, Oh, this is what I am. Like I'm Asian. And so I'm going to leave it at that. Like you're so much more than that. And you should value yourself and the next person as well. Well said, well said. So like you said, your mom was a lieutenant, was in the military. So were you accustomed to moving around like mm-hmm. a lot? Like how was that? Like, is that what happened? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I actually... How many places do you live in? So I moved 12 times before my senior year of wow. high school. Yeah. And I've been to 30 different countries and um, four continents before the age of 21. Um, so that was like moving and traveling. So... Um, that is, that's what you sign up for when you join the military is moving a lot, especially in the army. Um, my mom went in knowing that she was going to get the chance to travel and have that funded. So when you travel, like when you, when you're stationed, my mom would get, um, stationed to other places. And when she would move more, she would get promoted because she would work harder. If you go to more places around the world, where you're needed, then they'll reward you with like a promotion, which means like more pay, you know, like, um, a higher rank. And then also the chance to live in like Germany. So I like lived in South Korea when I was in kindergarten. Um, I've lived in El Paso, Tennessee, Colorado, um, San Antonio, Wow, all so over like, in so Germany. So how's the culture like going to like, how do you have, how do you have like, how do you experience all of these different mixes of cultures? How do you, I guess, try to fit in within all these different cultures. So I think, I think just what I had to do was really adapt. Like I, I think I'm really good at mirroring and reflecting um, to get my way or to, mm, I mean, that's manipulation. Not, that sounds a little <laughs> manipulative, but you know, it work it to my advantage. I'd say like, I, I'm just really good at opening up to people and making them open up to me. Um, just cause I, you know, I was always a new kid. I always had to put myself out there. I'd be going to these schools where people are friends with each other since kindergarten. Like I had to like, penetrate all of these friend groups that were super solid and had to be like 
I'm joining now. Like, hi, like I'm the new kid. Like I'm joining this group, whether you like it or not. And, um, I think it's just, you have to really be personable. And I think it definitely gave me some identity issues. I must say, I think all military kids can agree. They have some identity issues. Uh, elaborate a little bit more on that. What do you mean? Identity issues? Um, like I said, like I had to adapt. So like I'm going from living in Germany where I'm insanely like I lived there from eighth grade to sophomore year of high school. So I got to experience Europe and travel to Paris and London. And I feel like, uh, leaving the U S really cultures you and uh, like opens your eyes to the amount of people that are on this planet. I think a lot of people in America forget that you're not the only one here. This -hmm. world doesn't revolve around you. So I think it really grounded me. I got the chance to be so cultured and like experience new languages and all kinds of new people and like even style out there, like the fashion and just like the food, all of that. Like Mm. it's so brand new. And at such a young age, uh, really grounded me. And then like, I moved to Texas, Cibolo, Texas, like yeah. a small town, a farm to market road. Like is it's just sub- straight suburbia. So different. Like I had my fr- a freshman prom in a castle in Germany. And then I moved to like Texas. So <laughs> you make I, Texas sound so bad after that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, no, but there there's no, no castles, castles in, in Germany, <laughs> but yeah. Like, so I was living like almost like a fairy tale life at such a young age. And then like, I had to completely flip the switch and I had to like start shopping at like country girl boutiques and like I just played the role you know so it's almost so I guess that kind of also plays into why you like fashion so much yeah so many different cultures and so many different styles of fashion yeah you think that influenced you and how you incorporate your style 100% I think that falls back into the identity issues like I would struggle like who am I gonna be today But then I realized like I could express myself through my clothes. And so I think that's like why my TikTok is doing so well is because I don't just have one style. I'm not a girly girl. I'm not just edgy. I'm not just like, you know, tomboy. Like I try and do them all. And so I think that's where moving around really like comes into play. And then my identity struggles, like who am I? And like, rather than letting it bring me down, like I used to as a kid, like, Oh darn, I'm going to be the new kid. I would look at it as an opportunity. Like, you know, you grow up living with all these kids, they know everything about you, but I would show up to school. I'd be the new girl. No one knows who you are. No one knows who I am. I can make up my whole story. Moving place to place, being able to tap into adaptation do you think do you think that like looking back i guess i'm sure at the time it was very nerve-wracking and you're like i hate moving and stuff like that but looking back on it it was actually one of the best benefits to yourself today yeah that it's definitely the best benefit and i'm i'm a natural pessimist so i feel like i describe it like kind of negatively like oh it sucked like moving around and being the new kid because it was for me a huge struggle like i really had to test myself i had to put myself out there a lot of people can't do that and um i just like i said i use it to my advantage it was an opportunity for me and i think it's brought me to bigger and better things now where i'm at like i think it's a valuable skill that i can apply to my real life and in business now so at the end of the day i am grateful and like no one can really say that so it's like it feels fun to be able to be like yeah i've been in these many countries and i've experienced all of these cultures before yeah, you're telling 21. me like so many pictures of the places you travel i yeah. was like like singapore whoa singapore all, japan all of them. yeah i've traveled through asia i traveled all through europe basically my mom wants to like hit up all of the continents i've traveled with my mom cc um through all of these places because she uh, that was her dream that's why she joined the army was to travel um men's style Okay. Okay. So like, what do you say is a good way to impress a woman through men's style? Have you ever styled men yet? I have not styled men and I've been asked many times before. I actually get quite a few DMs, which I love it. Um, I think it's cool that guys trust me with their style. (laughs) Um, But I just, I have not looked very far into men's fashion other than like, um, like hot couture fashion. Um, I'm going to pretend like I know what that means. What does that mean? That That's like higher end. Um, it's more like, it's kind of like avant-garde. It's like kind of out there and it's, it can't really be worn every day. It's not basic okay. everyday clothes. So 
if I were to like style a guy, I mean, like I said, you really need to find an icon that you like figure out the type of style. Like, are you edgy? Are you like an alt boy? Are you like, are you classy? Are you like preppy? You know, you have to find that. Are you sporty? Um, but guys definitely stop wearing like athletic clothes. Stop wearing athletic clothes. Unless you're going to the gym. t-shirt shorts look. Yeah. Like the basketball shorts and like, like a tee, like stop wearing that (laughs) all the time. I wish I had like specific like pieces to think of like, but there just isn't like one specific thing guys should wear. Always make sure your clothes fit you too. Like never wear, never wear something too big and never wear something too tight. Like it has to be like fitted very well. Mm-hmm. Like so if I see a guy wearing, stop wearing skinny jeans, stop it. The skinny Every, jeans. If you're wearing, no one should be wearing skinny jeans. N- girls nor boys, no skinny jeans. They're out. Not even girls? No, no. I just, no more. Oh, girls can't? Nope. <laughs> My producer's just like, fuck. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> but okay, so you went to Texas State. How was that? I hear that's a party school. It's fucking rowdy. You guys get after it. Tell me about Texas State. Yeah, definitely. Our stereotype is 100% true. <laughs> okay, it is. And, and they love to say that, oh, we're not a party school. Like, no. Like, no, everyone, yeah, we are. like, people come hungover, like, still drunk. Like high to class. I mean, that happens at every like school uh, for the most part. But like, it's more the culture at Texas State. Yeah, there's like a serious binge drinking culture at Texas State. You know, people go to the bars like starting like Tuesday to Sunday. Like it's just oh, they. Damn, I could not. Yeah, like people will go drinking af- right after class. Like they to have an exam. Like they're gonna reward themselves with a marga Like after and then they end up just full we like to call it full squaring so our bar little district that is a 10 minute walk not even to campus uh it's called the square and it's just a bunch of bars that we bar hop around and um, wait so it's full square going to all the bars it's going to all the bars that's a full square oh my god and each bar has like a signature drink that you get there so like um that would be so cool making like a little map like a square map and it's, it's like a bingo. That's how you know we're alcoholics because <laughs> we don't need the map. We already have it planned out in our head. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go to this place. We're going to drink this. We're going to go to that place. We're going to drink this. Yeah. Uh, my favorite go-to is pickle shots. Those pickle are great. Shot, shout out pickle shots. We love pickle shots. The bar that I worked at was called the vault and that's we had $8 buckets. So they were just a like, bucket. Of it a was dr- like, like a drink. it was like a mini bucket. It was like a pitcher and like it, it was, I mean, I worked there, so I would literally grab a bottle of vodka and like, let's say you order a vodka Sprite. And so I'd hold the the nozzle same time. I'd be pouring for maybe like five minutes. Just what? it's a lot. It's a lot for $8. Like, okay. We're about to get a Sam Marcus next. Yeah. The square is like the best place because everything's cheap. Like pickle shots are $1.50 and like, is it like a pickle? Shot like a shot of pickles. It's, no, no, it's pickle, pickle juice vodka with vodka, and it's it's great. I love it. Really, I love pickles. So <laughs> okay, so obviously, since you pull full squares, maybe a half square on a Sunday, like what what are some of the craziest stories? Do you have like a really crazy story from a night out? Unfortunately, I do. So unfortunately, okay, I want to hear this. So one. the square is for twenty one year olds. Obviously, you have to be of age. It's really hard to get into if okay. you're not twenty one. So let's flash back to my sophomore year. I'm like nineteen or maybe twenty. Maybe and twenty. Okay. Yeah, definitely not allowed to square. So, <laughs> not allowed to pull full square. Yeah. So when you're not allowed to square, it's like, what do you do? Well, Austin is 30 minutes away, yes. and Austin is very well known for West Street and Sixth Street. Sixth Street. Yes, I'm sure you know. Yes, I know the dirtiness of the six. The dirty six is what we like to call it. Yeah. So uh, we would head on there on these really, really old school buses like there'd Mm -hmm. all there'd be these school buses that lined up this guy just this random guy would have all five of these school buses and charge 10 bucks a kid that's smart so smart he made so much money it it was from friday to saturday like every weekend and like all the underagers would go and like they'd 
bring two four locos on this bus. <laughs> definitely Texas State. Okay. Definitely Texas State because it's the only thing you can like afford and the only thing that gets you fucked up for like what like three bucks. I don't even. No, I love much. a good four loco. Oh. Like I still find myself drinking them. People are like, "Why are you drinking a four loco?" Uh, I'm, I'm getting drunk for three dollars. Like, what are you doing? I'm gagging just. <laughs> thinking about the thought of how it tastes, yeah. It tastes like gasoline and like throw up. But yeah. anyways, I'm I'm off <laughs> subject. Um so yeah, you'd get on these buses. It already smells like throw up from last weekend on these buses. <laughs> and like, gosh. you know, um all I can think of is Waka Flocka's um what's that one song? What? Go hard in the paint. Hard in the paint. Yeah. yeah. That's always played on the bus. Go hard in the paint. I'm on the bus. I I just double, I'm double fisting two, four locos and I'm going hard in the motherfucking paint. Right? <laughs> it's hot. We're stuck on the highway. This is blasting. And I'm like, I need fresh air. So I stick my head out of the window. Okay. And I'm like, oh, fresh air. Thank God. And then I feel droplets on my face. And I'm like, it's raining. Oh, my gosh. This is so refreshing. And I'm like, ah, like, oh, mouth wide open. <laughs> Getting some of the raindrops in your mouth. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this feels amazing. And I find out that five windows ahead of me, my friend. No. no. I, I don't want to hear this. Uh, no. My friend had his dick out. Because he had to pee. No. And there was nowhere to pee on the bus. Except my face. <laughs> That's how we do it. We love getting That's how we do it in Texas State. You, so you're, you're telling me that you drank this man's pee? <laughs> okay. It made it seem like you peed in a cup and I chugged it. <laughs> I feel like I have like a little bit of a demon in me. Kind of like... Um, <laughs> She's a witch, guys. In the hangover. I, I am in presence of a witch. She has a demon in her. She just said it. You know how he's like, I have a demon in me. Like, I can't... I, I yeah. need to stop drinking. <laughs> it's true. He has semen in him. I said demon. But you also have semen in you, remember? <laughs> Not relevant, but thank you, Alan. You have a demon in you. My friends are like, yeah, but you also have piss on your face, don't you remember? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. But um, so something about college that's actually kind of freaking out most recent grads like yourself. Um, the pandemic has made it really hard to get a job. Yeah. Oh, so are 100%. you are you freaking out about like the job market right now? I'm not freaking out, and I think I think I'm fairly calm. But I'm also okay. in a really good state as opposed to other people. And I'm, like, so blessed for my mother for setting me up really well. You know, she has a great, like, savings for me. And she made sure, like, I would not be in this position mm -hmm. ever. Um, but thankfully, social media and, like, the line of work I'm in, it didn't affect it at right. all. And I'm able to lean more. And I kind of looked at it as, like, the silver lining was that, I have more time to focus on my social media and make more money through that by not having a job at the moment. Um, I, I mean, I've been applying like LinkedIn and doing uh, like interviews, but I mean, they're upping the experience right. now. Like they're making it harder than ever to get a job. Yeah. And I, that's why. And that's why I feel like people really need to start focusing on their futures right now because it's becoming very, very competitive, especially because the jobs are shrinking because of the pandemic. Who knows how long it's going to last for? So, like, what have you been doing to be keep up in this competitive era? Um, uh, the only way to be competitive is uh, adding experience to my resume, like mm -hmm. keeping my portfolio updated, just having um, real life experience. And okay. I mean, I feel like that's easier said than done. You know, people are like, well, just get experience. And like, you look at the application and they're like, you need five years of experience. Like, <laughs> How am I going to get experience if I don't have experience kind of thing? Yeah. Um, but you can always do it on your own. Like start your own like little company. Like we have mega computers in our hands. Yeah. Like, you can really like take a look into drop shipping or like, doing a little like digital goods online or, I mean, obviously like I'm focusing on like my industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, if you're focused on something else, like I feel like I'm not start really a podcast. Good. Yeah. Start a podcast or like even start a YouTube channel. If you yeah. like have knowledge of something, if you get enough, if you surpass like 10,000 views, you can start monetizing your videos and just put yourself out there. Like there are so many ways on the internet that you can make money 
You, you oh, yeah. start, a, start a blog. You can start do that. Start a blog. Get, get, start as many social media platforms as you can to promote what you want to do. And guys, this is definitely a segue into following The Swite Show at The Swite Show on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, The Swite Show. We have a YouTube channel. Subscribe and like in summer at Sell Me Some, your selling company on Instagram and then in your tags for yeah, uh, just follow me. I'm on YouTube, Triller, TikTok, uh, Instagram. It's all Summer Rachel Warren. Just check me out there. I'm pretty active on all platforms, and you can always DM me too if you need any style advice. But come through with the, yeah, you, you like so all the guys. If you want to get a DM back, go ahead and ask for style advice. Hey, as long as, long as you're paying, I'm not giving out free <laughs> advice. So you have like these guys that are just paying you so much money to get them to style you so they go out with you. Hey, now don't tell them my business secrets. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to give you guys a lot of advice on this show. I know you guys are not going to take it, but it's just like. You have to go through it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I hate that I had to go through all those really bad experiences and I would never want anyone to be like, oh, poor her. She went through depression and all this stuff. Like, I just think it's something that needs to be normalized and. Cause it's, it's hidden. Like I had no idea I was going through depression. Like I didn't know I was literally being told by this guy that I was fat all the time. Like he'd always make sly comments like, yeah, maybe you should work out a little more. Like those pants are a little tight on you. Like all those little comments from a guy that you are like so infatuated with and someone that you think is providing your happiness. Like when you let him say those things to you and like make them your world, like when it's over or they do something to you, like that world's going to come crashing down and like, who's going to be there to pick up the pieces. How can you know, how can you know that you're heading into a relationship that's going to cause you all these side effects of this red flags, red flags. You need to pay attention to the red flags. I, the red, what's the biggest, most common red flag that you think everyone should see that they don't attend to. Um, for me, because I'm a true feminist and everyone should be a feminist in my opinion. I think sexism is something that's super popular okay. with men. Like it's normalized. That's what I mean by popular. Like I, I feel like they don't realize that they are raised to be pretty misogynistic in most societies, not all guys. Like I'm, you know, that's a generalization, but for the most part, if they make any type of sexist comment, like, Oh yeah. Like I think my wife should stay at home and cook. If that's what you want, that's not a red flag, right? Like okay, if you want to yeah. be a housewife, go more power to you. But me, I grew up with like a single mom in the army. Like she was a Lieutenant Colonel served Uh, for 27 years, like served in Kuwait. Like she did the damn thing. Like she was out in uniform. Yeah. Shout out to the summer Rachel. Thank you. CC Swarin. We love her. Thank you for serving. And also shout out to the military, all of you serving. Like I can never do it, but Having that type of role model in my life uh-huh. just taught me that, like, I am the only person I need. And, like, if you don't, if you, like, basically what I'm saying is, like, if you don't spot those red flags early mm-hmm. on, like, a guy being sexist, like, oh, I expect a girl to be in the kitchen, not anywhere else. Or um, one time on a date, I went on a Bumble date, and this guy brought up abortion. And like, this is like, okay, number one, never bring up abortion on a date. I mean, it's a third date type of thing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Never. I think that is a third date type of thing. Well, honestly, I don't know. Avoid it. I feel like you should bring up those hard topics on dates. Don't you You think think so on first dates? Okay. Think about it. If I didn't find out if this guy didn't bring up abortion on that first date, Uh, there would have been more and there shouldn't have because we, I didn't like that. And I think we need to get used to not agreeing with people. Okay. Yes. So I actually heard this, uh, me and my, my friend Haley, my work wife, my producer, we were listening to this podcast and I agreed with hundred percent of the stuff he was saying. So basically you should enter relationships having non-negotiables. Yes. These are things, yeah. this is my constitution. These are things that I will not change about myself. And if you actually you should get into relationships with these non-negotiables and that person should not negotiate them. Yes. You bring them up and you shouldn't try to negotiate. You shouldn't try to change someone. Right. Okay. So you understand what these non-negotiables are and the red flag is if someone tries to change, like negotiate with you about how you should be, then that's not right. Yeah. So I guess it is important to have these topics of discussion early on. So you they're, ju- they're uncomfortable and I feel like it's like taboo to bring those up and yeah. How should, so how should someone bring, how should a guy bring it up? 
Um, I I really don't know. Like I mean, how, how should a guy bring up? I love aborting babies. Like I don't understand. I mean, I guess you. I don't really know the right advice. Like the way he brought it up is we were talking about the news and like last summer there was that um, whole situation where there was going to be a law passed where abortions were no longer illegal. And then all over the internet, women were posting like stuff about me too movement and like Mm. how like the government doesn't belong in my uterus kind of stuff like that. And one of like, that's why he brought it up, like bringing up the news. And like, I was like, Oh, you don't want to get me started on abortion. Like your opinion. That was the first time which he should have stopped that. Yeah. And I was like, you're like, you're a male, like you have no say in a female's mm. body. And then like, it just, you know, it was, it was in a heated argument, but like when you do bring up things casually like that, it, it shows like, you just have to keep in mind, like that is something I feel strongly about. So if we can't get past that and like, I know that's what he's going to think. Like that is where he stands we're not going to be good together. So like, we have to get out of this mindset. Like I can fix this person. I can change them. Like you said, they're non-negotiable. So I feel like all of your non-negotiables are in a way, red flags, like okay. for everyone else. Like these are the maybe things not, I Maybe for. not like not saying that these non-negotiables are bad. I mean, everyone has the right to their own opinion, but if you don't agree with them, it's more of a red flag. Yeah, yeah. That the relationship's not going to mm-hmm. work. Okay. Agreed. So guys, number one, have some non-negotiables. Two, don't negotiate anyone else's non-negotiables. I have a quote. If it does not give you energy, inspiration, or an yeah. orgasm, it does not belong in your life. Wow. Take that home. Do wow. with that what that you so please. Great. Conspiracy talk. Yes, I love conspiracies. So so movie theaters, so parks are open right now. Restaurants are open right now. No, movie theaters aren't open right now. Movie theaters aren't open. No. And you were expressing to me why you believe movie theaters aren't open. So, I mean, I saw an article that movie theaters are still making okay. money. Okay. And, like, their stocks are fine. So I think that they are cover-ups for laundering money just like mattress firms. Think about it, guys. Mattress firms? There's tons of mattress firms everywhere. Have you ever noticed that? Especially in Texas. Like when I'm driving down the highway, I I see like seven mattress firms. Like I've seen two in the same like um, mall like area. Uh, And they're like right across from each other. They're like standalone brick and mortars. (laughs) They're just competitors of the mattress firms. And it's like, why are there so many mattress firms? Why are there so many mattress firms? You never see anyone in them either. They're always empty. Is there not just a huge market for mattresses? No. I mean, how many... How many mattresses do you How buy a year? How many people do I now own beds? You you only buy a mattress. You're supposed to buy a mattress like every seven years. But honestly, how many people do you know like are constantly buying them, right? And they're so expensive. It's like, why are there so many? And like, how are they all in business? Like, I think they're laundering money. They're laundering money for what? Drugs? Who knows? I don't know. I'm... <laughs> That's not, that's as far as the conspiracy goes. I'm not that crazy. That's beyond me. That's beyond me. <laughs> that's great. So movie theaters are also in this laundering business. That's like my guess. I just put two and two together. Okay. There is no actual evidence behind that. Do with that information what you please. Some but great deductive reasoning. Can y'all guys get on that, please. Can we just figure out movie theaters please. Are for the cartels? Let us know. DM me on Instagram. I'd love to talk about it. A DM that she'll actually reply to. Here's yeah. your chance, guys. If you want to date me, just like slide in about a mattress firm conspiracy and we'll talk like just give her like five paragraphs on in a conclusion on why you believe mm-hmm. in what they're laundering oh uh, on that topic i did receive a dating application like a resume from a guy that was creative very good what do you mean like, elaborate he made a whole resume and was like reasons why you should date me these are my like qualifications. Like he put like his school, like how much you know, his job, his job experience, um, reasons why he's a good boyfriend. Like he offers good cuddles. Like we'll buy dinner. Like we'll take you on like five dates before Damn, it gets I, serious. I don't want to date this guy. Yeah. Sound pretty good. No, it was very creative. I like the approach. It's interesting. He just wasn't that cute. So. <laughs> Damn. Disqualification. Disqualification. <laughs> I feel bad for him now. I'm going to leave that part out. I don't feel bad for him. It's okay. <laughs> he probably had a lot of red flags. A lot of red flags. Okay. Um, I'm going to read an email. Yeah. Um, 
Swipe. Before we get into emails, you said, so the Bumble day. So Bumble, Bumble, Tinder, all those dating apps. What do you think about them? Okay. So I feel bad because I was a Bumble ambassador. Actually, I was the campus oh, really? director for the like ambassador program at Texas state. So like it was my job to basically market Bumble on campus. Uh, I'd host bar tabs. They'd give me like $400 to like host bar tabs for my friends and just basically like give my friends free alcohol in exchange for posting about Bumble. So that's kind of where my, my influencer, uh, marketing began. Yeah. Because they were like, okay, she's got a big following. She's got a niche market at Texas state. Like girls will listen to her. Guys will listen to her. Let's put her on Bumble. Let's give her some merch. Let's make this happen. And, um, that was really fun, but, uh, Bumble itself, I don't really like it. I like that. It's founded by a woman. I think that's amazing. Um, It's a female founded company. And so makes a lot of sense. Right. So their whole thing is like, make the first move. It's very, um, female empowering. Only like women can like make the first move on Bumble. That's the difference between that and Tinder. I've never used Tinder. Okay. Um, but I just really am not into dating apps. I've tried hinge too. And I really love the setup of hinge. You can get to know someone better. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I've, I think the guys are cuter on hinge, but also it's just hard for me to keep up. I don't, I'd rather like make a match and then them say, okay, let's go get dinner. And then okay. we go get dinner and meet each other. But when it comes to the dating apps, you have to like talk to them. And I'm like, how am I supposed to talk? Yeah. It's almost like the conversation is kind of forced. It's so forced. And I'm just, I feel like I'm so much more natural in person. I'm Okay. So you think that, so there's a disconnect with these dating apps and yeah. like actually going on meeting someone. For so sure. how does, how should a guy approach you then? I mean, I really like being asked where are you from? That's a great question. Really? Yeah. Or it's like, Eric, where you're from? Or like I said, if you compliment my style, I really love that. Cause that's what I appreciate. Like I. Like I style matches firm conspiracies. Mm-hmm. These are the answers you guys need. No abortion. No unless, abortion. unless you're against abortion. If you come up to me and say, I am against abortion, I want to be the stay at home dad and you can be the CEO. Then yeah, marry me. You're going to tell the guys just texting you now. And they're going to be like, yeah, I hate abortion. <laughs> like I hate it so much. It's so By stupid. By the way, I love your jacket. What's good. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately turned on. Immediately. (laughs) Paranoid girlfriend will go gay. Hi, like the podcast, keep it up. My girlfriend has been showing a lot of interest in women. She's been asking to have a threesome a lot and also been showing like pictures that this girl's hot, this girl's hot on Instagram. I, of course I want to have the threesome, but I'm paranoid that if she actually hooks up with a girl that she'll go gay on me. What do you think? Interesting take. I thought that was going to go like, I'm scared that she's going to be jealous of the girl. (laughs) Um, What do I think? I mean, I think if your girlfriend wants to have a threesome. (laughs) Take that shit. What are you doing? I think you should take the opportunity, but I think they always say like the third person, I've never had one myself, but they say that the third person should be a complete stranger. Like someone you do not know. So if you're paranoid that your girl's going to run off with her, maybe not do it. Yeah, maybe not. Actually, how about this? Maybe not have her pick the girl out. Maybe you find out who the, the girl, the pictures that she's showing you on Instagram. Like that might be her type for girls. And then like, let's, let's, let's go away from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like take it down a notch and move on to like yeah, someone that. Yeah. If she keeps showing you blondes, let's go ahead and find like brunette. Yeah, yeah. Don't give her like the ultimate, yeah. like you don't want a Ross situation where she runs off and marries this chick. So. Personally, I would not have a threesome with a boyfriend or, or just like ever. I don't think I could handle that. Like, Why? I think that just sounds like too many moving parts. It is a lot. You I know, can barely focus on one person. I, I don't. Yeah. I just, that sounds like a lot of work that it's I'm not like, pu- I feel like I'd be prepared like for working way too much. No, thank you. I've heard from friends that like, it's really great, but they also have like crazy psycho toxic relationships. And like me, I'm a jealous person and like, I'm very territorial. Like I would not want to see my yeah. man with like anyone but me. But some, like some people like that. They like seeing, they like and that's what seeing they're other into. people want their significant other. Yeah. Like it turns them on. Like they're into that. I mean, but that just cannot be me. So no, yeah, no. to so, each uh, their own. So the answer to that question is to find a girl, like one, obviously take the threesome. 
Two, yes, definitely. Find a girl that does not look like the type she's been showing you, so she doesn't fall in love with you and leave you, like, for a woman, which is okay, but like at the same time, it's gonna suck. I don't know if you're paranoid about that happening. Chances are, it's probably, it's probably gonna, gonna happen. happen. <laughs> yeah. So you guys send in some stories of the craziest and strangest things that have happened to you on a night out. Uh, let me go ahead and read this one right here. Lost in Harbor Island. So one time I got lost in Harbor Island trying to find my way home. Me and my ex ended up walking around Harbor Island from 2 to 5 in the morning, completely hammered and completely unaware of where we are. Then my ex got completely lost and I was looking for her all night. It was terrifying. This happens. When girls get drunk, they get lost. Yeah. Like there's a certain level of drunk that unleashes like, I'm going to go look around and not know where I'm going. I think it's the whole like idea of being the damsel in distress. Like I'm going to run away and like be on my own. Like someone come find me, come save me. And there's even the runners. Like, 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 no, get, don't touch me. No, no, no. Like, like, sorry, you mean, no, I mean like kind of like you get in a fight with your girl and like, not even a fight. Like she's just drunk and she'll just take off running in one direction. I've seen it way too many times. And you're just like, what are you running from? She wants you to save her. Be her knight in shining yeah, armor. She's running a fucking 40. Like, damn, I haven't ran in a minute. Like, that, why, why do girls do that? I honestly have no idea. I think, like I said, it's just we want to be... Everybody loves the chase, right? Everybody it's, does love the chase. It's fun. Keeps things exciting. I've done it. I mean, I did it last night. Just walked around <laughs> by myself. But I got a little scared of the homeless people of Miami. They're aggressive. Homeless people in Miami are very... I was pumping up gas last night, and this homeless guy came up to me, and he just starts talking to me in gibberish. Like, he was so high, and, like, very I was scary. scared. And then I was like, what? And he was, like, getting upset that I couldn't understand his gibberish. I was like, I'm sorry. You I just got to go along with it at that point. It's like She's a, been nodding, saying, yeah, yeah, no, it's right there. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like a drunk friend, you know? You just, you just nod your head and give them water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this next email is, um, hmm. So, hmm. I got roofied at a frat party and ended up in the hospital. I only had two beers. Wow. How is this something I should avoid? Okay, good question. A, this is a very serious topic. Um, wow, uh, we're, I don't know where to start. Um, I mean, I have seen recently on TikTok, there's actually this brand. I wish I knew the name of it. I wish I could plug them because it's actually a really great brand that I'm glad is... Uh, like being, it's being normalized. Mm. Um, cause it's a huge problem, especially in college towns. I feel like that's where it like really oh, stemmed from. Um, it's this brand, they make scrunchies that can be taken apart. So like it's a scrunchie and then you can unzip it and then pull out this fabric that is also like a scrunchie. You can put it over your solo cup and it has a hole in it to put a straw in. So, okay. and the scrunchie still stays connected. So you have wow. a scrunchie, like you can pull it over and put it under your solo cup and like kind of like a koozie style, but then you can unzip it and put it back on your wrist. So it's, oh, so it's like a portable, like roof protector. Like pretty so much. you can slip anything in your drink. There's also like yeah. those nail polish things. That yeah. You like, I guess like dip your finger in your drink and if I heard it about comes that. up a certain color, like there's a roofie in it. Yeah. And that was made by college students as well. And like, I think that's a great idea, but I just, I, I feel like obviously there's not like a big market for that. Like that's uh, kind of hard. Like a, I feel like a girl would forget to put on nail polish or I something. I feel like it's, it's not maybe just a, a very like it's not user friendly market because a lot of people don't understand that it's a, an issue. Some, it's, it'll never well, happen to me. You don't ex yeah, you don't expect it. You don't go out thinking like, I need to protect myself from getting roofied. Like, obviously that's like an idea, but I don't think, I feel like people have a lot of hope in like yeah. the friends that they go hang out with. But that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter who you're with. Like, it could be anyone. It that's it. Like, you don't know what they're up to, you know? Like, you got to be weary of everyone. So, so definitely I feel like people should... I think more people and it should become normal for people to check out these companies and brands that help prevent anyone being, you know, date raped or anything like that. Yeah. And then you should also just always never accept drinks from strangers. Right. Like, I don't care how hot the guy is. If he bought the drink and you didn't watch it, like you didn't watch it be served or poured, made, and then tossed straight to you. Like if he brought the drink to you, do not take it. Wow. Like, I remember like the first time someone actually bought me a drink and like, I never saw it 
like be made like I just threw it away because like you just don't know like I don't care how hot the guy is or like if you know him like you really never know what's gonna happen or you don't even know if it's a friend who bought it for you Uh, you don't know if someone was watching you the whole time at the bar and somehow slipped by your friend and slipped in a roofie you know because they're watching you never you never never know what's going on and that's why I feel like so these precautions like you said that always watch your drink being poured you know the basics never leave a drink unattended Mm -hmm. and people should like they should be paranoid oh yes always be paranoid paranoid. i mean but that's also a really shitty thing that um it sucks that that's always put on girls to be paranoid right guys are never told to be paranoid girls are always like told like okay hold your keys between your fingers when you're walking your car at night like check under your car so you don't get like dragged under and be trafficked like that sucks so that's like another pressure that that, the one of the many pressures that females go through yeah it's sad it is it's unfortunate it's nice it's i'm glad that we're acknowledging it on this of course that you sent in this email so we could actually talk about Mm -hmm. it and present that this is something an issue that's happening today yeah like all girls all guys like pay attention to each other be like hold each other accountable if you see some sketch activity like always call it out like put them out on the spot so they can stop what they're doing 100 thank you guys the Swite Show Podcast at gmail.com. The Swite Show Podcast at gmail.com. This is where you guys send in these emails, your questions, your stories. And uh, now I want to get into some news. Ooh. I mean, you're a TikToker, right? Like, that's that's one of your biggest components of your brand. Yes. TikTok is looking to get banned. Yes. I heard about that, Trump wanting to ban it, but I hear it's uh, not actually happening. Yeah. It's actually looking to be acquired by Microsoft, but it might not actually go through. Did that scare you once you first heard that, wow, like TikTok might be banned tomorrow? Yeah. 100%. Um, I know a lot of creators right now are posting videos like, um, head over to Instagram, like follow me there. Like if TikTok's disappearing, I truly don't think that's going to happen. Um, I feel like Trump, you know, just says he makes a lot of claims. I don't think he actually really follows through with most of them. And I mean, TikTok is so huge. There's so much money in it. I really don't think it's going to happen, especially if Microsoft is getting involved. Uh, let's say it does happen. What would you do? What, like, what would your future look like? Um, that would be really unfortunate because I saw a huge growth in my Instagram because of TikTok. It allowed me to reach a younger audience. Mm-hmm. So. I would just, I would pray that people still followed me on Instagram and At summer Rachel Warren Instagram guys. Follow yeah. Yes, yes. Just follow me on all platforms. It's summer Rachel Warren. I'm on TikTok, Triller, YouTube, and, um, I even have a resale page. So if you're interested in buying some of my used clothing or thrifted pieces that I found myself, it's shop summer Rachel Warren. That's great. That's great. Um, some other really big news right now. I mean, I think everyone's been seeing it unfold through the media. Kanye West. What is happening with Kanye West? What do you think of what's going on? I think I think he's just really reaching a breaking point. I mean, he's always been kind of crazy in the media ever since like the whole Taylor Swift meltdown on stage. I- Watch episode one. We talk about that. Really? I mean, poor Taylor Swift. I'm on her side. <laughs> I think I think Kanye. We at the Swipe Show are not huge fans of Taylor Swift. Uh, we do like her last name though. Uh, the Swift. senior producer right here loves Taylor Swift. So there we go. See, um, I think I have mixed feelings about Kanye West. I don't think he's a great. I don't think he should be supported necessarily with the way he treats women. Okay, interesting. Elaborate. I mean, he. Didn't he say he was, like, going to divorce Kim? Like, that's his wife, like, mother of his children. I feel like, you know, he's just, he's using his platform for the wrong reasons. Okay. Like, I think people with power like that, like, that kind of platform, like, people will listen to Kanye West. People will listen to the Kardashians. Like, all those celebrities, like, they are actual influencers. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there are people who do not listen to themselves before they listen to these influencers and they should know that they have all that power and for them to them to like hate on like their own like wife and treat women like that i think it's it's improper use of their powers non-negotiable for me i love kanye that's that's a red flag for me that's a a red flag Flag is up sorry oh i was doing so well (laughs) um i think he's a great artist love his music yeah 
And I think okay. he's a great, I think he has an incredible mind. He's a visionary for sure. So what about him? So you wouldn't, you're not going to be voting for Kanye West for president. No, no, I'm not. You're not. Definitely okay. not. Mm, I'm considering it. Let's see what you do, Kanye. Oh. I mean, if you could turn this bus around just a little bit, let's go in, in a good direction. Let's not pee out the window. I think we should be doing good. I don't know. It's kind of refreshing. Maybe we, <laughs> yeah. we need something new. Well, summer Rachel Warren Swarin on the Swite Show. It's been an amazing time. I'm so happy to have you on. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the things you're going to do. Thank you. Thank really you. Great. And uh, guys, so this episode is going to be on all platforms, Spotify. We're now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts we're on. Go ahead and check out our YouTube channel, The Swite Show. Subscribe, guys. Subscribe. We all appreciate every single guy's, every stream, every subscription that you guys are doing. Also, follow us on social media at The Swite Show and the songs. We need more songs. We like the music that you guys are sending us. So email the songs at The Swite Show Podcast at gmail.com. We will promote it on our social media, on our podcast episodes. And uh, that's about it. That's all I really want to say. I want to see you guys next week, every Wednesday. Summer, Rachel Warren. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. We're still in Miami, and we have some more. Ep- we're going to be here for a minute. So, uh, We're going to have some fun. All right. Thanks for listening.